الحمد لله حمدا كثيرا طيبا مباركا فيه كما يحب ربنا ويرضى أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله الناصح الأمين اللهم صل على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين ومن تمسك بسنته إلى يوم الدين ثم أما بعد الحمد لله على نعمة الإسلام والسنة All praise and thanks belong to Allah for guiding us to Islam and for guiding us to the Sunnah We continue going over the tremendous book by the Fadilat al-Shaykh Al-Allama Imam bin Baz Rahimahullah Ta'ala The book which is entitled Durus al-Muhamma li'amat al-Ummah The book which is entitled Important Lessons for the General Masses of the Ummah We are still on the section of the explanation that deals with those things that necessitate our fear from falling into shirk. The Fadil to Shaykh Sheikh Abdul Razak bin Sheikh Abdul Muhsin Al Abad Al Badr, Ta'ala, he goes on and he continues by saying, And from that which necessitates fear from shirk is the great multitudes of callers to falsehood and the great multitudes of imams of falsehood. وَخَوْفِ النَّبِيِّ عَلَيْهِ الصَّلَاةُ وَالسَّلَامُ عَلَىٰ أُمَّتِهِ مِنْهُمْ And the fact that the Prophet wasallam he was scared He was scared for his nation from these callers of falsehood and the fear of the Prophet ﷺ that he had for his nation from the callers of falsehood is that which should make us scared from falling into shirk. Should make us scared from falling into shirk because bila shak wa bila raib, the Prophet ﷺ, he told us that there will arise callers to falsehood. Those who will call to that which is incorrect. Those who will call to that which would be of detriment to an individual's religion and will damage their religion. And thus weaken that individual so that they may be subjected to falling into shirk. And this can be seen in the statement of the Prophet wasallam, where he said, Inna من أخوف ما أخاف على أمتي الأئمة المضلين. The Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he said what translated means and from that which I fear most for my nation, then they are imams of misguidance, leaders of misguidance, imams, imams of misguidance. والآن يُوجَدُ مِنْ أَئِمَّةِ الضَّلَالِ مِنْ أَئِمَّةِ الضَّلَالِ مَنْ يَقُولُ لِلنَّاسِ إِطْمَئِنُّ الشِّرْكِ لَنْ يَقَعْ إِطْلَاقًا Now you have from the callers of falsehood, from the imams of falsehood, those who say to the people 
feel secure, be at ease, because shirk will not happen in totality. Shirk will not happen in actuality. Thumma yalbisu alayhim, and then they deceive them, they trick them. وَيُشَبِّهُ بِبَعْضُ الْأَحَدِيثِ الَّتِي يَحْمِلُهَا عَلَى غَيْرِ الْمَعْنَاهَا عَلَى غَيْرِ الْمَعْنَاهَا And then they distort some of the ahadith and they bring about doubts by distorting some of the ahadith on which they convey contrary to their true meaning. Meaning they take these ahadith and they bring them outside of their context. They give to them a false interpretation. So they utilize as proofs and evidences, trying to bring textual proofs and evidences by relying upon those that are not entirely clear. And they leave alone those texts that are clear. Those texts that are entirely clear. Yaqul and Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, La taqumu sa'a hatta ta'abuda qaba'il min ummati al-awthan. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said that the hour will not be established until there are groups from my ummah that will worship idols. Until there are groups, yani, until there are tribes, meaning groups, portions of my ummah, that they will worship idols. And that's hadith we had taken before in previous classes. The Shaykh he mentions, he says, min hadha. He said, what is more clear than this? What is more clear than this? This is clear. But yet these evil individuals, these callers to falsehood, they try to give to the people a false sense of security by telling them that shirk it won't happen again like that. It won't happen again in totality. It won't happen again in true reality. This is what they tell their people. This is what they teach their people. But here we have the statement of the Prophet ﷺ informing us that shirk it will take place. That the hour will not be established until there are those from amongst his nation who they will worship the idols. That they will worship the idols. So the Shaykh he mentions, he says, and what is more clear than this? What is more clear than the statement of the Prophet ﷺ? Regardless of what they tried to bring and they tried to distort, what would they do with the statement of the Prophet ﷺ? And then what will the followers of these individuals do with the likes of this hadith, which clearly shows how their leaders, how their callers, how their imma, they are upon falsehood. They're not upon that which is correct. They are not conveying the teachings of the Prophet ﷺ, but rather they are contradicting them. The Shaykh he mentions, he says, هذا حديث صحيح ثابت This hadith, it is authentic, it is affirmed, it is confirmed on the Prophet ﷺ. فَيَتْرُكُ النُّصُوصِ الْمُحْكَمَةِ الْبَيِّنَةِ وَيَذْهَبُوا إِلَى مُتَشَابِهِ وَيَسْتَدِلُّ بِهِ so they leave alone these ahadith that are clear. They are, they are clear, entirely clear. They leave alone these texts that are entirely clear. That are crystal clear. They leave this and they go to texts that are not entirely clear. For example, كحديث 
إن الشيطان قد يأس أن يعبده المصلون في جزيرة العرب. Like the statement of the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم that verily the shaytan he has given up hope that those who pray will worship him in the Arabian Peninsula. نعم. Again, remember, these individuals, they twist the meaning of the ahadith to bring them outside of their proper context. So they try to utilize this hadith to say that there will never be shirk inside the Arabian Peninsula. So they say, They say, so therefore, inside of the Arabian Peninsula, there will not come about shirk. In its totality, they will not come about shirk in its totality. Naam. So they misinterpret the hadith. They misinterpret the hadith. The ulama they explain what is meant by this hadith. The ulama they say as relates to its meaning. Inna shaytana lama ra'a quwwat al-iman. في زمان في زمان الصحابة في زمان الصحابة رضي الله تعالى عنهم وإقبالهم على التوحيد دخل على نفسه شيء من اليأس أن يعبد وحال الإيمان هكذا. Is that when the shaytan saw the sahaba when he looked at the iman in the time of the sahaba and how the sahaba they were turning. To Tawheed, then they enter upon Shaytan something from giving up hope and feeling despair. They enter upon him something from despair that he will be worshipped while the level of Iman was like this. So he had despair that he will be worshipped while the level of Iman was like this. And this is the reality is that when the level of Iman was like that of the Sahaba, the Naam, the Shaytan. He will not be worshipped inside of the Arabian Peninsula. However, لكن لا يأتي على الناس زمان إلا والذي بعده شر منه. But there does not come upon the people a time frame except that the one after it is worse than it. وفي كل عام ترذلون فلم يتوقف. But every year, this increases. This continues. It keeps getting worse. And then the next year comes, it gets worse. And next year comes, it gets worse. And so on and so forth. That this continues like this. And it won't cease. It won't stop. <coughs> but rather, it shall continue. But rather, it shall continue to increase in misguidance and in deception and in يعني صد عن دين الله تبارك وتعالى and people being prevented from Allah's religion being prevented from Allah's religion and being prevented from understanding it correctly uh, and so on and so forth حتى عبد فئام من الأمة الأوثان until many from the Ummah they will start to worship false deities they will start to worship idols this is the reality of the situation that it will keep getting worse and worse and worse and worse and the level of knowledge will keep decreasing and decreasing and decreasing and decreasing and decreasing until it will reach this level. And this is a reality that we know is going to happen. 
So they take a hadith that was meant in speaking about a specific time frame and then they try to make it general as if that this shall be the state lasting upon the earth and therefore human beings will have to be scared of shirk. But as we know, this is not correct because when you bring all the proofs and the evidences together, it becomes extremely clear that this is not correct and they have taken that which was supposed to be specific and they made it general. They have taken that which was speaking about a specific time frame, a specific condition and situation, and they have made it general across the board. So they have twisted its meaning from its proper meaning and, and thus have given people a false sense of security. And this is a crime. This is a crime. How great of a crime this is. What came here, Janayat, Awam, what Juhal. And how much of this is a crime upon the general people and upon those who are ignorant. When it is said unto them, That shirkim will not happen in reality. How much of a crime is this for, for that particular person who believes these individuals, who trusts these individuals, who deems these ones to be trustworthy and they entrust their deen to the likes of these individuals and their religious studies to the likes of these individuals who convey to them false interpretations. So from that standpoint, because they have this false sense of security, then it will not be of any concern for theirs they will feel that they are not in need. They will have no need in their minds to say, Oh Allah, save me from shirk. Oh Allah, protect me, save me from shirk. La yubalun bi shirk. They will not pay attention to the danger of shirk. They will not give attention and pay attention to the danger of shirk. Why? Because they have been given a false sense of security. So it will not come across their minds to beg Allah but the likes of this dua that he saves them from shirk and he protects them from shirk. They will, it will, they will not cross their minds the danger of shirk because those whom they trust would have undervalued and would have downplayed the true danger of shirk until they feel secure from it. And this is a crime. When you look at the imma of the Sufiya, when you look at the Imams of the Sufiya, you find them like this. Where they convince their followers that that which is shirk is in reality not shirk. That that which is a violation of Tawheed is in actuality not a violation of Tawheed. This is what they teach to their followers this is how they convince their followers and this is how they destroy their followers and an example of this and an illustration of this can be seen in the false meaning that they give to the kalima of la ilaha illallah where they'll come and they'll say that la ilaha illallah means la rabba illallah la khaliq illallah so on and so forth to the end that la ilaha illallah means there is no lord except allah there is no creator except Allah to the end and that's it and they restrict the meaning of the kalima of Tawheed 
to Tawheed al-Rububiyyah. Whereas we know that what is intended by the Kalima of al-Tawheed is the establishment of all of the aspects and categories of al-Tawheed. So that is the establishment of al-Tawheed al-Rububiyyah and Tawheed al-Uluhiyyah. That all of the ibadah it belongs to Allah and to Allah alone. And that nothing deserves to be worshipped in truth except Allah. Which is the meaning of La ilaha illallah. And likewise also the establishment of the Tawheed al-Asma'i wa sifat The establishment of the Tawheed of the names and the attributes of Allah. All of this has to be established when one truly understands the meaning of La ilaha illallah. And it requires that we establish all. Not just one from the three categories but all of the three categories. So they come and they give this false interpretation and this is an illustration of how they teach their followers that that which is in reality a violation of Tawheed, they teach their followers that is not a violation of Tawheed. That which is really from Shirk, they teach their followers that no, it is not from Shirk. So to call upon the awliya to make dua to other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they say this does not contradict the meaning of la ilaha illallah because la ilaha illallah means there is no creator except for Allah. There is no provider except for Allah to the end of it. Whereas you, you're just making dua, so it's okay. Right? No, wrong. Because la ilaha illallah, na'am, it means that there is no creator except Allah and that there is no... Uh, yani, uh, sustain except Allah All of this enters into the meaning of La ilaha illallah Because if you understand that correctly Then you will understand La ma'buda bihaqqin illallah That none has the right to be worshipped in the truth except Allah That none has the right to be worshipped in the truth except Allah This is the meaning of La ilaha illallah Because the one who understands that And the one who says that And the one who believes that And the one who truly understands what is meant by it And what it points to Then they will understand This is because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He is the creator Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He is the sustainer Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He is the one who owns the means of the heavens and the earth That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He is the one who has created everything by himself So therefore he deserves to be worshipped What? Alone by himself without partners they will understand the true meaning. But because these ones have lied to their followers, they have tricked their followers, they have taught them the exact opposite of what they need to benefit. So they have convinced them that that which is really shirk is not shirk. And that that which violates tawheed, then it really doesn't violate tawheed. And this is the this is the harmful and destructive and despicable consequences that comes from entrusting our religion to these evil leaders and callers to falsehood. These imma of falsehood. These evil scholars who call to the likes of this falsehood. And then they will never feel a need to learn about what is shirk from the standpoint of avoiding it and taking caution as relates to it so that they don't fall into it. فَتَجِدُ الشِّرْكِ 
يدخل على هؤلاء دخولا عريضا في أعمالهم وأقوالهم وتصرفاتهم and you see that shirk enters upon these unsuspected individuals in a tremendous manner so you see it inside of their actions you see it inside of their statements and you see it inside of their interactions وهم لا يزالون يظنون أن الشرك لا يقع all the while they are still believing that shirk it won't take place they, they can't fall into it shirk is not really going to happen and be manifest مع أنهم قد even though they themselves are mixing with it even though they themselves are enveloped in it even though they themselves are immersed in it they believe no it's not going to happen while they themselves are immersed in it and doing it and this is because they have been miseducated they have been miseducated and this is from that which will highlight and should illustrate to an individual the danger of the evil imams upon the people, of the imams of falsehood, the evil of them, and how dangerous they are, these imams of falsehood, those who call upon, those who call the people to that which is wrong. The increasement of this and, 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 and the danger and probability of people being tricked by the likes of these individuals and the increasement of these individuals, then this will necessitate that we are scared, that we have fear from falling into shirk. وَعَلَى كُلٍ The Shaykh goes on to say, and in any event, هَذَا مِمَّا يَسْتَوْجَبُ هَذَا مِمَّا يَسْتَوْجَبُ الْخَوْفِ مِنَ الشِّرْكِ وَالْحَذَرُ مِنْهُ وَالْتَحْذِيرِ And this is from that which necessitates being scared of shirk, taking caution from shirk, and being aware يعني, of shirk. وَأَنْ يَكُونَ الْخَوْفِ الْمَرْءِ مِنَ الشِّرْكِ أَشَدِّ مِنْ خَوْفِهِ مِنْ أَيِّ أَمْنِ الْآخَرِ And that an individual's fear of shirk has to be greater than any other affair. An individual's fear of falling into shirk has to be greater than any other affair because shirk is more dangerous than any other sin. Ma'am, so the same way we take caution to not fall into the other despicable sins like theft, robbery, yani fornication, disrespecting the parents, so on and so forth, then an individual even more so has to be scared of falling into shirk. وَأَنْ يُجَاهِدَ نَفْسَهُ عَلَىٰ الْحَذَرِ مِنَ الْوَقُوعِ فِيهِ And that he strives, he strives diligently, he strives diligently, نعم, he strives diligently and taking caution from falling into shirk. وَمِنْ هَذِهِ الْمُجَاهَدَةِ And from this striving, and from this striving, and what would entail him striving to beware of falling into shirk from that which would entail her striving from being diligent and being aware so, and taking caution so that she does not fall into shirk, is that and ya'rif shirk They have to know what is shirk. In order to avoid it, you have to know what it is. وَالْعُلَمَاء رَحِمَهُمُ اللَّهُ قَالُوا قَدِيمًا And of old, the ulama, they used to say, كَيْفَ يَتَّقِي مَنْ لَا يَدْرِي مَا يُتَّقَى They were saying, how can he take caution, the one who don't know from that which he should take caution. Huh? How can you take caution from something that you don't know you should take caution from it? So this is what they were saying. How can a person take caution from that which he doesn't know that he should be taking caution from? يعني الذي لا يدري ما هو الشرك وما هي أنواعه وما هي حقيقته 
وما هي الأمور الداخلة في مسماه كيف يتقيه A person who doesn't know what is shirk They don't know what are the categories of shirk They don't know what is the reality of shirk They don't know those affairs that enter into shirk How can they beware of it? How can they take caution from it? How could they safeguard themselves from falling into it? How can they bring a protection between themselves and falling into it? And they don't know what it is. They don't know its categories. They don't know its reality. They don't know those affairs that enter into shirk and that constitute shirk. They don't know. So how, how, how are they going to protect themselves from it? So the first foundation that is needed to stay away from shirk and yu'rafa, ma huwa shirk? Is to know what is shirk. That's the first way, the first step that we take to caution from shirk is that we gotta know what is shirk. And what are what is the reality of shirk? And what is the reality of shirk? يقصد منها الاتقاء والحذر يتحقق بإذن الله سبحانه وتعالى اتقاء الشرك So from this knowledge, from knowing this, having this knowledge Of which it is intended by way of it to beware of shirk And to take caution from shirk Then بإذن الله تعالى We will actualize the caution of shirk or being cautious and taking caution from falling into shirk ta'ala with that knowledge that if we have this ilm then inshallah ta'ala we yani, uh, Allah will grant us the success and avoiding falling into shirk na'am and taking caution from shirk and falling into it salaf and from this one of the salaf he said fit-ta'rif taqwa and he explained what is a taqwa so he explained that taqwa, yani taqwa Allah, having taqwa of Allah, what is it? What is it to have taqwa of Allah? Amalun bi ta'atillah is to work, is to work, to be obedient unto Allah in action, to work, to be obedient unto Allah, ala nurin min Allah, upon knowledge, from, yani upon light, meaning ilm, upon knowledge from Allah. So a person is working upon what? Upon knowledge. They're not working upon ignorance. They're working upon knowledge because they know what is good. They know what is right. And they know how to perform it. They know how to carry it out. And then they carry it out. Naam. Upon what? Why? Raja thawabillah. Wanting the reward from Allah. So they do it fi sabilillah. For Allah. For Allah and Allah alone. Naam. What tarq. And also to leave. Tarqun. Lima'asiyyatillah. And they also abandon disobedience unto Allah. كَذَلِكَ عَلَى نُورٍ مِنَ اللَّهِ Likewise, upon knowledge from Allah. So they leave off the evil because they know what it is. So they intentionally leave off the evil. They don't avoid the evil haphazardly just because they just happen to avoid it. No, but they avoid the evil intentionally. They intentionally avoid it because they're able to identify it. Because they know what it is. So in addition to knowing what to do, they also know what not to do. And thus they stay away from it. So they have a knowledge of what is wrong so that they can avoid it. Naam. Wa'a'adham. 
And the greatest thing, the greatest sin, the greatest sin is shirk. Ma'am, the greatest disobedience of Allah, that it is shirk. It is shirk, it is to do shirk. Ma'am. So this necessitates that an individual they know what shirk is, so they stay away from it. Ma'am. Why? Because they scared of Allah's punishment. Out of fear of Allah's punishment. So they stay away from the shirk. Because the shirk, it will get a person punished by Allah forever. They'll be punished forever. Naam. The mushrik will be in the hellfire forever. The mushrik, all of their deeds are null and void. They don't count. The mushrik, it will not be forgiven. So this is the worst. This is the worst. Disobedience to Allah is shirk. So it is incumbent that if we truly are going to have taqwa, that we have taqwa like this based upon ilm. Based upon ilm of what to do and we do it seeking Allah's reward. Based upon ilm of what to stay away from and we stay away from it out of fear of Allah's punishment. So it is a must that an individual they be upon knowledge of what is shirk. Ma'ifatan they have to know what it is. وَمَعْرِفَةً بِخُطُورَتِهِ And they have to know how dangerous it is. It is. وَمَعْرِفَةً بِعُقُوبَتِهِ And they have to know what, what a person will get if they fall into it. How a person will be punished for the shirk. وَمَعْرِفَةً يعني مَعْرِفَةً يَقْصِدُ مِنْهَا and يَحْذَرَ مِنْهَا They have to have a knowledge that they intend by it so that they can stay away from shirk. They can stay away from the shirk. And they have to warn other than them for falling into it. Until his children. Until his children they have to warn them from falling into shirk. So not just he fears for himself. But he also fears for his loved ones. He fears for his children. He fears for others. So he also he warns others. And we see this. We see this where. كَمَا فِي وَصِيَّةِ الْلُقْمَانِ as it comes inside of the advice of Luqman, which he gave to his son, he started that advice. And I want you to listen to this now. He started that advice by saying, if قَالَ لُقْمَانِ لِبْنِهِ وَهُوَ يَعِذُ And when Luqman said to his son, and he was admonishing him. نعم. وَيَعِذُهُ يَا بُنَيَّ لَا تُشْرِكْ بِاللَّهِ إِنَّ الشِّرْكَ لَظُلْمٌ عَظِيمٌ and when he said to his son and he was admonishing him, meaning he was giving him a strong word, a strong advice, ma'am, a strong advice. And he said, Oh my son, oh my beloved little child, oh my oh my oh my young son, ma'am, oh my son, do not make shirk with Allah. Verily, shirk is the greatest vulm, is the greatest Oppression, the greatest misappropriation, the greatest what? Sin. Naam, the greatest sin. فَحَذَّرَهُ مِنَ الشِّرْكِ So he warned him from shirk when he said, لَا تُشْرِكْ Do not make shirk with Allah. He warned him from falling into shirk and from committing shirk. وَبَيَّنَ لَهُ فِي الْوَقْتِ نَفْسِهِ خُطُورَتَهُ And at the same time, he warned him from 
the danger of it or he made it clear unto him he explained to him the danger of shirk at the same time warning him from shirk he explained to him the danger of shirk and that is in his statement as Allah Ta'ala informs us in his noble book that verily shirk is the greatest misappropriation is the greatest oppression huh? meaning what shirk is the greatest sin shirk is the greatest sin Ma'am. And that it is the worst of oppression, the most oppressive of oppressions. And the most despicable, heinous. And it is the worst, hands down. And it is the worst of it, hands down. Now, the Sheikh goes on to mention, he goes on to say, Woman Hada Al Muntariq. أخذ الشيخ رحمه الله تعالى هنا يبين ما يتعلق ما يتعلق بحقيقة الشرك وأنواعه. He said and from this standpoint, the the Sheikh meaning Sheikh bin Baz رحمه الله تعالى he goes on to explain that which is connected to the reality of shirk and of its categories. And that is, as he goes on to say, قَالَ رَحِيمُ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى الشِّرْكُ الْأَكْبَرُ يُوْجَبُ حُبُوطَ الْعَمَلِ That shirk, الْأَكْبَرُ That major shirk, it necessitates the invalidation of actions. And that actions are null and void, and they don't count, and they will not be accepted. بِذْنِ اللَّهِ تَعَالَى We'll stop at this point and save that discussion for the next class. فَنَكْتَفِي بِهَذَا الْقَدْرِ وَصَائِسَلَّمْ عَلَى نَبِيِّنَا مُحَمَّدٍ وَعَلَى آلِهِ وَصَحْبِهِ أَجْمَعِينَ وَجَزَاكُمُ اللَّهُ خَيْرًا